Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, today we're talking about the future of healthcare. We're going to delve in to um, what, what's going to be happening in the next few years. And I'm going to call this symptoms versus cause, reintroducing critical thinking in healthcare. Well, first, we're talking about um, free speech. And, and I came across this quote by Mehmet Ilden. Uh, quote, to think is sacred, let every person think freely. To express what you think is sacred, let every person express his thought freely. If you do this, you prove that you're a conscientious and moral human being. If you don't do this, you declare yourself being fascist. Wow, that's kind of cool. Okay, so let's look at this. We know that the clinic of the future, and this is one of the things that, that this is my literally lifetime goal, to produce similar to Greek mystery schools back, you know, a, a couple thousand years ago. But what if we had not just areas of healing, but also areas of education, have them living in harmony with the planet so that you're talking uh, eco-friendly village off the grid, growing their own food, advanced detoxing, ozone therapies, corrective chiropractic, holistic dental dentistry, herbal imaging, I mean, on-site rooms for extended st- stay, everything. This would be the most effective non-pharmaceutical approaches known to mankind. And we can do this in villages around the world. So that's what we're going for. So let's introduce critical thinking. Um, If we were to say back pain, neck pain, okay, uh, you might say, well, that's a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. We could do injections or surgery. Or you could say, wow, Let's investigate what's the cause of it. If you were to say high blood pressure, well, the most common cause is idiopathic or unknown. Is the unknown really acceptable? Or could this be um, some type of an adaptive physiologic response? (coughs) Type 2 diabetes, is that an adaptation or a disease? Inflammatory bowel, anxiety. I mean, all these idiopathic or unknown diseases Let's introduce critical thinking, and what critical thinking is, an analysis of facts to form a judgment, um, an unbiased analysis, uh, evaluation of factual evidence. So let's look at how the body actually responds. Now, when you know that you have um, an automatic nervous system, one part keeps you alive under stress, that's a sympathetic or fight or flight system. And this is also located in the rib cage, um, thoracic, and lumbar area. Let's we look at the parasympathetic, which is also called the rest, digest, or repair. This is located in the sacrum, or right around the pelvis, in the upper neck area. Now, under stress, and this is physical, chemical, and emotional stress, sympathetic um, dominance occurs, or the fight-or-flight system takes over. And this is huge because how many how many problems have been misdiagnosed, which is really um, a sympathetic dominant state? What about like adrenal fatigue or low thyroid function? Is that an adaptive response to physical, chemical, or emotional stress? Absolutely, it could be. And critical thinking has to be introduced in order to effective um, or, or produce effective results in getting the person healthy by not covering up the symptoms, but by dealing with the direct cause. 
What about poor sleep, fatigue, slow gastric motility, like constipation, um, reflux from low stomach acid? What about weakened immune system responses like Epstein-Barr virus, Lyme disease, mold infections, hypersensitivity? We see all of this stuff in um, people today, but it's from chronic stress. What about a frontal lobe adaptation? This means the frontal lobe part of the brain. Um, you're talking impulse control issues, anxiety, bipolar disorder, depression. Those are all frontal lobe um, challenges. So we're going to run through a few cases, and tonight you're going to really like it because I'm going to show x-rays and scans, and these are cases that have come in in literally the last few weeks. So, so I'm doing pertinent cases. Some people I got... Um, I got a report of findings on or a second set of x-rays, uh, but just really how to approach it. So let's say we, you have a 42-year-old female with 20 years of low back pain, knee pain, and neck pain. Now, it's interesting. This gal said, uh, her doctor said, well, you know, um, knees are just wearing out. And we take a look at it, and there's a beautiful space in the knees. Um, the patella isn't tracking or the kneecap isn't tracking correctly. But looking at her x-rays, uh, she was in extremely um, stressed state. She had a massive lateral deviation of the ribcage area. I mean, we're looking at a gal who had low back pain, knee pain, and neck pain, and those were all underlying an extremely stressed state. Uh, so can you imagine a healthcare professional giving a medication to cover up symptoms, uh, it's, it just blows my mind. I mean, this is, that's not only no critical thinking, it has no conscience about what, the what they're doing to the body. There's no outcome assessment. Now, let's just look at chronic pain. Now, this person's got back pain, neck pain, and knee pain. <clears throat> chronic pain of more than six months duration causes abnormal brain function, implying neuronal loss. Okay, you're talking six months of pain, reduced cognitive function, uh, abnormal prefrontal processing, and chronic pain shrinks the brain. Okay, and brain um, shrinkage is equivalent to 10 to 20 years of normal aging uh, if you have six months of chronic pain. I mean, this is a big deal. I'm bringing up a patient with uh, a rod surgery. Now, this is a Harrington rod. She came from West Africa. Um, and to get help. The problem is when you have a steel rod in the spine, you can't do a lot of correction around where that steel or where that steel rod is. Now, there's a lot you can do above and below the steel rod. So we're getting results. I mean, her joints are, are healing. It shows before and after x-rays, you know, significant changes. And this is only about two, two and a half weeks. But the big thing is, why did they put the steel rod in there? And they put it in when she was 10 years old. She's 45 years old now. So, I mean, that's no critical thinking there. Um, an understanding that scoliosis isn't a, a lateral deviation of the spine that just happens through random chance. When you look at this, you're looking at loss of normal curves. You're looking at loss of lumbar curves. I mean, there's a lot of contributing factors. And to correct a scoliosis means that you're really working on proprioception, and none of that was done. So look at the difference between treating symptoms 
it are symptoms an actual clue to a disease process or an adaptation? <clears throat> so here's a very famous quote. Treating the adaptation to stress without addressing the cause adds further stresses and puts the patient and causes a further adaptation or further symptoms. End of quote. That was by Dr. John Bergman. Yes, I can quote myself. <laughs> okay, so when we look at this, let's look at the two main causes of the diseases. Idiopathic means they don't know where it comes from. Iatrogenic means it's actually caused by the therapy or intervention. Okay, again, we got another patient, and this is kind of cool. Reverse curve in her neck. A reverse curve in her neck. Um, now, 25 years of pain. Now, this gal, to her credit, and I've got her posture analysis, got a reverse curve before and after x-rays, um, 25 years of pain. What does that do to your brain, your anxiety level, your sleep levels, your bowel movements? And sure enough, after two weeks, but this gal was so frightened of the neck adjustment, and now she, she still screams, okay, because it still scares her. But she giggles afterwards, and her post-x-ray is showing amazing. And she actually asked, um, uh, is there some way that she could avoid the minimally invasive surgery? How do you call surgery minimally invasive? And remember, 25 years of pain did this negatively affect her brain. Absolutely. Let's look at another guy. 30 years of neck pain. Now, this guy is 75 years old, so that means from his mid-30s on, he had challenges. Now, the nerves that supply the arms, the nerves that supply the breathing muscles, diaphragm, everything comes out of the base of the neck. So I'm showing this guy's neck x-ray that has a reverse curve in grade 3 arthritis. So he has had significant changes. And sure enough, I mean, he is, I mean, when you look at this, when you look at what his body is functioning like, he also has a significant um, lateral deviation in the top of the ribcage area, and these are the nerves that supply the heart. So, you know, could that neck pain uh, be an example of underlying um, causes? Because obviously, what, what kind of therapies has he had in 30 years? And this is what drives me crazy. They're going to give a non anti-inflammatory uh, this is like Advil, Motrin, Aleve, and this destroys the building block of cartilage, increases cardiovascular problems, congestive heart failure, I mean everything. So let's look at another gown. 76 years old with chronic neck pain. And again, if, if the symptom is covered up with medication, the, the real um, status of health will be ignored or just not even be aware of. Now, this 76-year-old had a massive deviation in the top of the ribcage area. These are the nerves that supply the heart. So guess what else she had? She had a sympathetic dominant state or fight-or-flight state was through the roof. Chronic stress, chronic fatigue, chronic, I mean, she is literally setting herself up for um, massive uh, degeneration and loss of health. Um, because what, are, what happens under chronic stress? Chronic stress creates inflammation because of the tissue damage and destruction. Uh, it, all this stuff just has to be changed. 
And then I'm going to bring up a patient, a 53-year-old guy with knee pain. Okay, and when we look at this, knee pain, what does that mean? Do you think that the pain in the knee could do with the knee or could it do with the low back? Could it do with a chronic stress state? How long has this been there? Knowing that 90% of the nerves that come off the spine have no pain fibers. That means 90% of the nerves that come off of the spine have no pain fibers. Think of how, how vital that is. <clears throat> uh, because that means that this person could be in, a, in extremely ill health if they've had pain for a long time. And what does this do to brain function? <clears throat> well, we do know that if you're under physical, chemical, or emotional stress, that blood pressure goes up. And if blood pressure goes up, every time you take a drug to lower it, instead of dealing with the underlying cause, your risk of stroke increases. Let's look at another, another patient. Now, this is, uh, again, young gal, okay, 58 years old, triple bypass surgery, and then they were doing epidural shots in the neck. Now, when we're looking at her neck, she has a reverse curve, so that means she tore a ligament. Uh, can you imagine knowing that a normal curve in the neck curves in the front? This patient has a reversal of the curve in degeneration consistent with an injury 20 years earlier. And you're thinking of shoving a needle in the spine to make her not aware of it. Uh, is That's just criminal. I, I mean, we got to got to change this. And then when you look at epidural steroid injections, um, th th here's an article out of the British Medical Journal, and they're saying several cases of aseptic meningitis, arachnoiditis, bacterial meningitis, conus medullaris syndrome, which means the whole gastrointestinal tract isn't working. Um, however, most of these complications occurred after multiple subarachnoid injections. And it's just like, wait a second, why? Why is even that an option when you're not looking at the actual cause? I'm going to bring up another patient, 49 years old with 20 years of neck pain, 20 years of a chronic stressor. What does that do to sleep patterns? What does that do to bowel movements? What does that do to everything, every possible thing that a person could, could work with? Um, when we look at the Medical Jour Journal of the Armed Forces of India, they talk about iatrogenic disorders. And it, listen to this quote, quote, with multitude of drugs prescribed to a single patient, adverse drug reactions are bound to occur. Stories of medical remedies causing more harm than good have been recorded since time immemorial. Since it would be impossible to provide the benefits of modern medicine if reasonable steps in diagnostic and treatment were withheld because of the possible risks. End of quote. I'm in total agreement with that. The medical interventions are extremely dangerous, extremely toxic, and you need a good diagnosis. However, I'm not in agreement with not knowing what the heck is the problem and doing a medical intervention to make the person comfortable without addressing the cause. That is criminal. Here's a patient. Okay, and we're looking at before and after x-rays. We're talking a reverse curve and now a normal curve. Um, 20 years of fibromyalgia. 20 years. And think of what that does to you. Now, when you're looking at this, I mean, not only, it, it's, it's mind-blowing. 
that that this can be considered a viable alternative, uh, that, that you can take drugs. Now, what this gal did, after 20 years of doing drugs, stopped the medications uh, December last year, and now she's drug-free, but she's actually going to get her body corrected. I mean, just look at the courage of somebody like that. So what do you do? How can you assess this and correct this? Well, first, when you're looking at an adaptation to stress, and this is the factor in, I mean, I'd say virtually all diseases. So what do you do? Well, first, you need to get digital x-rays of the entire body, realizing that there is n there's no pain fibers, or 90% of the nerves that come off the spine have no pain fibers. Um, heart rate variability, rolling thermoscan, surface electromography, live blood cell analysis, um, uh, pelvic stability. Uh, you're looking at um, uh, full body thermography. Uh, yeah, I'm actually writing this on the, the um, PowerPoint that we're going to be doing tonight. But the key thing in this, the quality of your life depends on the quality of questions you ask. Let's say somebody has uh, neck pain. Beautiful. Pain in the neck, they're hurting, everything else. Okay, if it's just a local pain and it's not affecting the autonomics, they're going to still have healthy sleep patterns, healthy bowel movements. And then, you know, we can state, well, you know, that local pain is an acute situation. It's not negatively affecting how your body's adapting to the environment. Um, <laughs> that question is never answered by the standard doctor. So how about saying, okay, good, you got bowel movement, or you, you, you have neck pain, or back pain, or knee pain, or any kind of an acute pain. Ask, how are your bowel movements? And if they say, oh, they work great as long as I take my laxatives or, or, you know, one a day if I'm lucky, then you know slow gastric motility. That's the, the bowel movement problem. That means a huge indicator that they have altered healthy nerve supply to the gut. Then ask about sleep patterns. Are there patterns, sleep patterns interrupted? Like do they get up at night to urinate? Um, because that indicates that, again, they're in a stress state. So not being able to sleep at nighttime, this is going to negatively affect the brain. So what that, that means is now you're looking at anxiety, stress, impulse control, okay, sexual dysfunction. That's huge. Then you've got um, bunion formation. Why do I look at people's feet? Because if you see the foot, the nerves that supply the foot compromised, you're going to see distortion. You're going to see beginning bunion formation, flattening of the feet. All of this means long-term pelvic instability. <clears throat> so when you're talking pelvic instability, um, what's like the sexual function like? What's the prostate issues, bowel issues, difficult menstrual cycles, um, bladder leakage? All of these conditions, and I'm asking these people when they have back pain, shoulder pain, or sleep issues, because we're trying to assess the entire body Okay, not just neck pain for this. How is that pain affecting the physiology? Does that make sense? Yes or yes? Because nobody on the planet is going to have back pain, neck pain, knee pain, 
and and have it in an acute response, and that is the only problem. There's always going to be an adaptive physiologic response, unless you get somebody that just literally fell off their skateboard and hurt their knee, and it's an acute trauma, and then that's, okay, that makes sense. But when you get people that have pain for one, two, three, four, five years, you know that's going to have an autonomic component. So the correct, the quality of your life depends on the quality of questions you ask. If this person has had a, a fight or flight or a painful stimulus for more than a few days, you're looking at bowel movement changes, sleep pattern changes, literally physical distortions of the foot. And then what about medications? See, if this person's had pain and physical, chemical, or emotional pain for years, are they, could they be misdiagnosed with type 2 diabetes? Absolutely. What about anxiety, stress, and fatigue? Absolutely. So then you find the medications that that person is taking. Are they non-steroidal anti-inflammatories? Are they muscle relaxants? Are they reflex medications? Um, are they taking an antidepressant like Depakote, Wellbutrin, or Elevil? All of these drugs are prescribed for antidepressant, but they also could be secondarily prescribed for sleep patterns. Now, if a person's not sleeping right, guess what? They can't develop healthy tissue. And then look at the history of trauma. I'll have people in here that say, well, I slept wrong. That's why my neck hurts. And I'll say the only way you can sleep wrong is by sleeping with bad people. <laughs> so you look at this, and the the 60- or 70-year-old guy will will forget that he fell off a ladder or was hit by a car or something back 30, 40 years ago. So trauma years earlier can be negatively affecting your body. I mean, think of this. I had a patient today that, um, you know, we're talking um, – uh, a, a mom, an ultimate mom, her daughter was sitting next to her, and she said, you know, I, I did have an accident. In fact, the car rolled over, and I was, a, I was a young kid, but I got out, and what did she say? I wasn't hurt. Okay, so now here's a mom sitting there, you know, a 60-year-old mom with her 30-year-old kid, and, and I said, Okay, now, if that happened to anybody, if it happened to your daughter or your granddaughter, or or I, I pointed to my assistant, Jen, and I said, if it happened to Jen, and she told you, yeah, she was in a car that rolled over a few times, and she got out and she was okay. All of a sudden, the mom starts to smile, and she realizes that you can't go on with adrenaline firing off everything else that this trauma didn't negatively affect her, and sure enough, so look at the history of trauma. Then you look at diet. Okay, because remember, there's physical, chemical, and emotional um, stress. Okay, to see if there's an autonomic imbalance. Obviously, you can do, you know, the stress x-rays, the heart rate variability, rolling thermals, surface electromography, all of that. But ask the questions. And I want you to ask these questions of yourself. Do you have two to three healthy bowel movements a day? Do you have healthy sleep patterns? Um, how are your feet? Are they coiled springs that look fantastic? What medications were you prescribed and how long ago was it prescribed? Think of history, past history, and I mean um, concussions or falling off a ladder or this or that. You did not have to go to an emergency um, in order to register a trauma. 
I'm talking about banging your head when you fell off the slide. And then what about diet? Were you exposed to antibiotic or hormone properties? Look at grains and meats. I mean, it's, it's amazing that when you look at all of this, you can start to identify your body reacting or adapting. So now, what do we know right now? Well, we know for a fact your nervous system controls and coordinates every function of the body. This means blood pressure, cholesterol, kidney function, digestion. We know that the brain responds to the environment through the nervous system. Okay, now this is not just the brain responding. This means genetic and genetic expression is based on your interpretation of the environment. So if you view, if you're in a sympathetic dominant state, you are <coughs> under a stressor that is, is physical, chemical, or emotional stress. This means blood supply to the gut shut down. This means your body's ability to heal and regenerate tissue is altered. And when, if you are under a chronic stressor, the physical, chemical, or emotional stress, these misinterpreted um, responses or these adaptations, if you're going to the standard doctor, they could be misinterpreted as disease processes when they're not really disease processes. And when you alter input to the brain, you alter both structure and function. So let's look at stuff you can do. Obviously, ask yourself the right questions. Look at the physical, chemical, emotional stress. But realize that any type of tissue damage, and you, feel, you figure you're destroying one billion cells a day, that means you're building a billion cells a day. So getting antioxidant-rich foods will help your body go through that, that repair process, which is called inflammation, and your body will heal. So blueberries, goji berries, dark chocolate, artichokes, elderberries, blackberries, kidney beans, all antioxidants. Look at natural sources of vitamin C. Your, let food be your medicine, medicine be your food. And I'm talking green peppers have lots of vitamin C, four times the amount of which in orange. But oranges, red peppers, kale, Brussels sprouts, broccoli. Man, last night I had the greatest um, sautéed cauliflower that was out of this friggin' world. Look at natural sources of vitamin E. Now, again, this is fantastic for immun immunologic processes. Almonds, spinach, sweet potatoes, wheat germ. Look at sources of vitamin A, beef liver, and that's organic, healthy beef liver, carrots, sweet potato, kale. <clears throat> it can't be that simple where you look at the nervous system, ask yourself the right questions. Um, how healthy is your body? Knowing that 90% of the nerves that come out the spine, there's no pain fibers. So if you're thinking that accident 30 years ago didn't do you any harm, or the chronic stressed relationships, or the chronic, um, the, the, the chronic exposure to putting your body in stress, you've got to get your nervous system checked, okay? And this means a thorough assessment on the stuff that you can't even feel. Once you get that checked, regular exercise to move and utilize all the joints, proper nutrition, sufficient rest so you could regenerate tissue, and prayer and meditation. It seems too simple that you follow these rules and your body gets a chance to regenerate. <clears throat> okay, now the, I'm going to recommend you go to ExtremeHealthAcademy.com. 
That's ExtremeHealthAcademy.com. If you type in Bergman14, okay, there's the code, Bergman, like my name, 14, you get a free two-week trial. Get on the Extreme Health Academy, and you're going to find entire communities that instead of treating the symptom of the moment, they're treating the underlying physical, chemical, and emotional stressors, and they're seeing disease processes reverse. I mean, this is amazing, but it's also true. <clears throat> then go to our website at um, drjohnbergman.com and sign up for our Port of Iarda trip in November. It's coming up in about three months, but it's going to be a blast. You're talking literally. You can hang out on the beach. We'll be you know, teaching for four hours in the morning, showing you how your body and brain work, how to alter brain function, how to reverse disease processes, and then you get to explore and enjoy that beautiful tropical paradise in the middle of November. Um, then we have our cruise in April coming up. Uh, surprisingly, because it's it's still months in advance, there's cabins actually going away. So if you're even remotely thinking about it, uh, get up, go to our website, drb at drjohnbergman.com, um, or, or drjohnbergman.com, and go to the cruise and upcoming events and sign up for the cruise in April. I mean, let's check out Athens, Cyprus, Jerusalem, um, Crete, all. Um, that's a lifetime trip. The key is look at how um, it respect your body. Ask the right questions. Find out um, from a real healthcare prof professional. Make sure they're adjusting or addressing the underlying causes, not just the symptom of the moment. And realize that your body is self-healing, self-regulating, that you're literally made in the image and likeness of God. This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. God bless you, and I love you.